0: This is Randy Rosetta with HubCityPreps.com with this week's edition of the LISD Lowdown. This is one that's very hot topic. I'm with Mike Meeks, Executive Athletic Director of Lubbock ISD, where things are changing. Who knows what, how they're changing? Mike, we We're just I just mentioned to you that one of your coaches thinks that somebody in the UL is kind of like the Wizard of Oz and stands behind the curtain and waits for everybody to think they know what's happening and then kind of... Well, who
1: knows is, exact, is exactly right. You know, the only people that know is the UIL, and I'm not sure they know just yet. That's why it takes so much time before they the release date, February 1st. Uh, we, we won't know.
0: And you guys are in a unique position because you're, you're showing me some numbers up here. You've got two teams that were right there on the borderline between 5A Division one and Division two for football. Now, just to clarify – Five A and everything else, that that everybody's together. There's no, there's no It's just five A basketball, baseball. Everybody plays.
1: Correct, and all the other sports, you know, we're yeah. classified as five A, and you know, in in reference to our all sports, you know, even before talking about football, uh, you know, we really don't expect much change with our all sports district in in five A. You know, we we think we'll still be we'll still be uh, packaged with the schools that we're in
0: right well, now. With Ab- basically right now, it's with the, the, four, the, three, the three, Ab-
1: three Abilene schools and then
0: three LIC schools and yeah. Lubbock Cooper.
1: Right, correct.
0: And that now we're going to talk a little bit down the road. That's good yeah. that that is going to change sometime soon here.
1: Well, you know, we'll we'll see what that looks like once the, these schools with you know uh, Lubbock Cooper and Friendship once yep. they level out. And uh, uh, we'll see what that looks like, which you, could impact travel, and we could have the games travel. a little bit closer yep. to home.
0: You and I, you and I might be bouncing grandkids on our knees by then. So.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: you've already got well, one. I'm my, just to clarify, my well, daughters. There's no rush on that. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: Don't don't be in a hurry, but it's no, a good
0: thing. But we'll talk about the here and now. So the yeah. numbers came out. Okay. All three Lisd school, all three Lisd five A schools will be Division One in football. Is it? Seems now.
1: Yeah, the changes that affect Lubbock ISD right now is Coronado and Monterey will remain five A D one. Lubbock High, which in the last realignment was five A Division two in football, will, will move up a division.
0: They're basically trading, and, places, uh, with trading places with Lubbock Cooper. Trading
1: places with Lubbock Cooper. It's a good way to look at it. Uh, but you know, what the bonus for us is now that we have Lubbock and Coronado and Monterey in the same district in the same playing district, then they'll they'll play each other. You know, obviously being in the same district. And then uh, Estacada High School, uh, which has been competing in 4A D1, uh, recently will now drop to 4A D2, uh, which is being a little bit of a change. So we have we have some changes that affect us that uh, uh, that we'll be prepared for.
0: Those are the mild changes or the friendly changes. Let's put it that way. Although I'm guessing there's not a lot of 4A Division Two teams that are all that excited to see the Matadors
1: in well, that direction. Well, you know. Uh, Estacado's always played up. Yeah. You know, so dropping down a division, you know, that may that may be the case. You know, uh it it has been our smaller 4A schools have traditionally been to the south and our uh, uh bigger 4A schools have been to the north and that's exactly the case with the new new realignment. All the Canyon schools are going 4A D1. They're going to join Dumas and Hereford and and uh, so uh you know uh, you know, we're, we're excited about it. And, the co- you know, the competition level, you know, is, is very good. And no matter what division you're in, yeah. And uh, but we're excited about uh, just to kind of being at 482.
0: One cool thing is they will get an automatic in-town rival with uh, Liberty.
1: Absolutely. That would be something to look forward to yep. and uh, not, uh, you know, uh, you know we, we tend to look at things with travel. That's minimal travel mm-hmm. right there. And, you know, we love slow- well with Cooper Liberty, uh, uh, joining joining the, the league. Uh, we'll we'll create uh, you know, we'll create some new new interest in the in the ball games that we have locally.
0: Yeah, I think they're gonna be excited because they've they've lived a little bit of the estacado life here. They didn't they didn't play varsity football this year but in other sports they're going to childress and they're so they're gonna be excited too to have Well a lot
1: you know, a little bit Cooper S D and and uh, you know you, you know Lubbock Cooper ISD is not too far removed from when they were in a 3A district yeah. with, with Lubbock as the guy. Really not. And that just just shows you the growth that's happening mm. on Lubbock right now. And so that's that's not a new thing to the Lubbock Cooper folks, I wouldn't imagine. It's not going to be to us. It's just, it's not Lubbock Cooper. It's now Lubbock Cooper Liberty.
0: Yep. And we're going to talk about, again, when Friendships 2025, they're going to stretch things out a little bit, too. But let's talk about... I mentioned the friendly part of the realignment thing. Now those rumblings are out there that UIL could lump you guys in with three El Paso schools.
1: That's that's correct. There's uh, currently there's three Division One, five a, five a Division One football schools in El Paso. Right
0: now, and explain why that could happen because I'm not sure Pe- people look at El Paso and they think there's way too many schools for them, but there's there's well, a reason. There's,
1: there's several several districts in El Paso, and uh, it's a it's a big city. Uh, there's three A, four A, five A, and six A schools out mm-hmm. there, but uh, uh, the majority of their five A schools with the, with the conference cutoffs, uh, the majority of their five A schools are now D two, leaving the three Division one schools now uil does give us an opportunity either to, to opt up i think uh it's my understanding that in el paso they've chosen to play as is and they have a right to do so mm-hmm. is it uh, does it is it going to create something different could absolutely uh but this this was in conversation last realignment so this is not really a new conversation for for us and our department uh, we've had this conversation before in the previous realignment uh, where we thought we would be be joining uh, possibly more El Paso schools. So the idea of, of adding um, three El Paso schools to our district does create a uh, problems. I don't want to say a problem, but it does create some different concerns in regards to travel and and one thing that you know that I think that's important with uh, high school high school athletics, is the spirit of the game. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to create some challenges with our with our stakeholders, with parents, and all of our support groups, with cheer and palm and band. You're talking and, you know, to the a, father of a cheerleader. There's, so there's, there's there's some challenges there that we'll have to work th- work through, and uh, we're we're addressing some of those right now.
0: But again, that's football only.
1: That's football only. But that's, it's not just varsity. Yeah, it's. It's the 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 you know as it relates to football the other challenges that that take place is sub varsity scheduling you know are we going to play the question is is are or are if we were in the same district with El Paso would we play sub varsity op- opponents with the El Paso teams and the answer to that would be uh, not likely not likely because of the cost and the travel involved and. Uh, so we would have to do something a little bit different much like when we were in the large 6A district back in the late 2000s and uh, you know where we play a a, a more of a, a wildcat schedule with our with our sub varsity teams uh, our kids will play we'll get teams in uh, but we'll find a way to get get them games but it won't be in, within the district competition if we end up with El Paso
0: because that is one road trip is one thing but when you start adding two and three and then oh, multiplying by how many games it's it's
1: it's all it's you know the it's it's five and a half hours to el paso and if you're yes, depending on if you're going or coming it, it makes that trip a little bit different you know either by the clock four and a half hours or six and a half hours the other way and, uh, it's it's tough coming home for us when we play in El Paso. Yeah. There's no doubt.
0: And I know you've done this before, but I tried that for a playoff game this year. The whole go down early, come back that night, and for about three days, I, my wife couldn't get me to move off the couch. So
1: well, the the difficult the other thing is going to be difficult for our schools. Two of the schools in El Paso are Socorro ISD schools, and which they currently understand. have one stadium. They are building another stadium. But if, if they're joining our school district, you know, we, we currently have one stadium for four schools. So yeah. the reality of an El Paso trip, uh, whether going to El Paso or coming El Paso coming to us to play in that, that game on a Thursday night, yeah, that's a reality too. And it, that is not... Um, that is not best practice or optimal. You know, we don't want to do that, but we may force to do that in some in, in some occasions. But does that open to different thinking of maybe playing on Saturdays, possibly?
0: Well, has neutral site, is that a possibility, or is it because it's district, uh, do you not?
1: We, you know, uh, if it's a district game, I will, I'm not sure I would want to play a district game at a neutral site, because that can change year to year. And, you know, part of the, part of the idea with... Uh, to your district realignment is that you you know you're going to get home field advantage at some yes. point and uh but uh, all options would be on the table randy you know i with uh, you know this is new uh we will look at everything uh as many different ways as we can and we'll come up with the best best laid plan uh with if, if this happens
0: and you're a good guy to have them in the, the driver's seat, because when you were at Midland Legacy, you guys kind of emerged when you became really good. Nobody wanted to play you anywhere close. I remember you having to drive once to West Monroe.
1: Well, we've we've had our fair share. Of, you had some uh, road trips. Yeah, absolutely. I can remember even before that, even before the state state runs at uh, in, in in you call it Midland Legacy. I I, of you, were, you were you were Midland Legacy. Yeah, uh, the. Uh, In 1995, we had 5,400 miles underneath our belt. And, uh, you know, we went to San Antonio, went to El Paso, went to Amarillo, played Paldera on a Saturday afternoon, and then we made extensive playoff runs. But uh, I've lived in West Texas my whole life. Travel is part of the deal. And, uh, you know, we we recognize that. And uh, it's – but we, you know – Finding people to play you is is can be difficult sometimes, and you mentioned going to Port Arthur Memorial. We went to West Monroe. We had teams from Colorado come in and California come in and play us. You know it gets. That's just that's just part of the deal. But we'll manage the travel the very best we can. And I and what's important to me is I want to make it best. I want to make it as good as we can for our for our, uh, for our parents and community and. Cheerlead, cheerleading palm and band and because you know that's the you know spirit of the game is important to us and you guys have good bands LHC oh, has really good bands absolutely. That's, that's important absolutely and that's that's what makes friday night football so special yes. is everything you know beyond what goes on in between the lines it's uh, it's a uh, it's it's uh, friday night football's a fun time
0: in a situation like that does the u i o Reach out to you. Reach out to the El Paso fake folks. Reach out to the El pa- Amarillo folks and say, "How could we make this work?" Or they well, I,
1: w- I would, I would like to say yes <laughs> to that question. And and historically, the uh, the UIL has done a good job with reaching out to areas of concern. You know, we're, you know, to get our input and thoughts. And uh, uh, I can say right now that I've I've, no, I've called the UIL to prod and poke and try to get information, but nobody's letting go of any information in the UIL, but I can tell you that nobody from the UIL has called me about what's what's going to happen.
0: Do, do you think there's still a possibility that it could st- still be the three Amarillo's, the three Lubbock's, and the Abilene kind of similar to what it has been?
1: Well, well, the latest uh, alignment that's out there that really creates some elevated concern just beyond adding Lubbock and El Paso is is uh, there's, there's some talk about adding Amarillo into that
0: mix. Yeah, that's an even longer trip. I mean, that even
1: makes that conversation uh, a little bit different.
0: And winter know. gets to Amarillo in about the middle of September, so you're talking about oh, two more hours on the road. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, I, you know, we, we really don't know. You know, part of this, you know, with the, you know, we have the snapshot at the end of October. They take some time, gather the numbers. They verify, UIL verifies the numbers then uh, last Friday, uh, on December 7th, they released the cutoffs. So at least we know where we're going to fall. Right. You know, does that help us at this time? As much as we would like to to, to think so, that just because we know what division we're in, does that really help us know what district we're going to be yeah. in? And I can tell you there's been much time and, and, and uh, you know, coaches are – you know, it's a firestorm of trying to figure this out and scheduling. And, you know, we have coaches planning five or six schedules, you know, trying to fill, fill non-district games right now. So does it really help us right now? No. I mean, we we just have, we just have an idea where we're going to fall, and that's it. Do we ex- have exactly where we're going to fall in the district? No, we, we do not. We have to wait until February 1st before we find out what district we'll be in.
0: And that's a good point now. That's all here and now. We're not that far removed from Lubbock Coopers, Liberty, probably growing each realignment, probably being a 5A division, maybe division two by the Mm -hmm. time we're we're talking two years from now. By then, Friendship's second school is open. Their old high school is probably going to come down to 5A, -hmm. and eventually they're both four, six, eight years from now this whole situation is going to look different. Where you could have
1: oh, absolutely very much how, a Lubbock district. How, how exciting would that be for our community? To, yes, to have a playing district and you know some instant uh, rivalries due to boundaries. You know, with uh, even with, more with our so. schools, we have our own little district within within the confines of Lubbock County. Uh, that's 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 exciting to think about. There's no doubt. You know. Uh, you, you when you talk about trying to fill stadiums back up, uh, putting people back in yeah. back in the stands, that's a bonus, absolutely. If we end up that, and I hope it doesn't take that long, I could see it within the next two yeah, no, realignments. No I yeah, I think
0: I think bit the the new Liberty. I think the plan from talking to Max Catwinkle yeah. and Keith Bryan is that just
1: yeah.
0: steady growth yeah. each time. Friendships a little bit different because there's friendships the monster because there's so much growth. Yeah.
1: Both well, directions. everybody's got to get settled, and you know it'll take it'll take uh, a few years for everybody to level out and, and, and find out you know where you belong, and you know as, as we grow to the south and southwest, you know what does that do to our schools with the leveling here? You know could you know could we end up all of our schools being Division two one day, and then we end up Division one to the south and southwest? That could I mean there's a lot of very a lot of things could happen.
0: Could there be a mega district at some point when you start talking about the Amarillos and even the El Paso's with Lubbock in the middle?
1: Uh, I, I think so. I think all all options are need to be looked at. There's no doubt. And you know, Amarillo ISD is is uh, is, is going through the same kind of you know declining Very enrollment to, yeah. as Lubbock ISD right now. So we we share similar. Uh, uh, concerns you know with the uh, average daily attendance in our in our schools uh you know what does that look, does that maybe others continue to grow and we end up back in the same district that you know when I was in high school in 1982 when we first Lubbock and Amarillo were both in the same district mm-hmm. you know we, you know we're going to be paired you know it's traditionally we've always been paired with with Amarillo you know for that to change would be very different
0: for because us. Amarillo's growth is they're they're not slowing down in the canyon school district no, either.
1: No. Their growth is is again to the to the south of, of Amarillo. So lots of changes in in our school districts with with enrollment I and mean, that's the purpose of the UIL to reclassify reclassify and realign each year, you know, does it make total sense that we have Lubbock Cooper to the barely to the south of us and they're going to be division 2 and we're division 1? I mean, there's, there's always going to be those uh, oddities to look at that, well, well that doesn't make sense. That Lovett Cooper's right there. Why aren't we playing each other? You
0: know, and every time uh, I drive out there, because when I left in 2003, Lubbock, you mentioned it, yeah. Lubbock Cooper was just this little old country school.
1: Yeah.
0: And now you go out there and it's a yeah. sprawling complex.
1: Yeah. But the answer to that question now, because the reason we're not playing them right now is because of the growth and the opening of the new school and the leveling that's taking place in their school district. You know, it's, uh, uh, But we hoped all one day to be in the same school district, there's yeah. no doubt.
0: Which I didn't mention this to you before we started, so it's a little bit of a curveball. But 7A has always been something that's been talked about. How would that would that affect out here, and would it be a positive impact?
1: Well, the 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 issue with 7A, and yes, 7A has been in the converse, conversation for many years. It it gets it 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 gets hot, then it gets cold, and you know to keep the conversation. What I've in my experience with UIL. You know, if something's going to change, it has to be continuous conversation, and then it has to be taken go through the UIL, uh, uh, legislative council to, you know, to go through the, the process of change. Uh, is that still an option? Uh, yes, because you know we want to keep all options open, but the problem with this. Seven A, in in my opinion, is is there enough schools to create, um, uh, minimum sixteen team district in in seven A, and then you have to look at the travel between the schools between the. So I don't think there's enough at this time. I think the reality of of trying to develop a split conference in six A. We we have split conferences in every division except six A. And then they so do why not when 6A? you get there. Why not six A? You know. If we were to go split conference in 6A, what does that do to us? What does that look like? Can, do we have a chance to get everybody in Division One? You know, Because those numbers would drop. All the bottoms would drop if we went 6A uh, split conference.
0: And for those who don't, may not totally understand, the reason that it would be Lubbock and El Paso potentially is because all the schools in the Permian Basin are not Shrinking. They're, no, they're not they're all huge no, they're not. I they're saw very, their numbers the other day I was uh,
1: very large schools yes. and, and and be careful when you talk about the the schools in, in the Permian Basin because they only have three grades yeah you know if you just look at the numbers in their schools and well they only have 2500 kids in their in their 10, 11, twelve at their, in their their actual high schools you have to go and include their their ninth grade campus into those numbers and that's what you know I think in Midland at least in my experience when I was there you know there's another thousand plus kids in the on the freshman campus that you have to add to that
0: number Yeah, and we just we mentioned we were talking before I t- turned on here is both Midland and Odessa went they talked about some change talked about adding a third high school and neither one of them is doing that at this point
1: no but they have passed a mega bond And they're going to build two brand new high schools and kind of restructure things, Uh, but that's not going to change your classification. No, they're going to they're going to stay where they are. They're going to have
0: both of them are going to have two beefy six A's for the time being, and then San Angelo Central I don't think is going to shrink anytime soon either.
1: Right? No, I don't. I don't think so. And that the dynamic in San Angelo with San Angelo and Lakeview, they like it that way. Uh, There's no goal, you know, from the people conversation i've had through the years you know that there there's no interest to try to balance those and put those two schools in the same same school district
0: and then our friend jim jim garfield's kind of dealing with some stuff in abilene where those schools are kind of going through and then i believe will blaylock told me that jim ned's kind of become a
1: well well, jim ned is is not far to the south of abilene and they continue to grow and have success and and then abilene wiley is to the south south of abilene and uh and Abilene does also, and they they're looking at the at the lines too, and have recently looked at the lines in Abilene to try to balance a, balance that out. But uh, uh, very similar concerns uh, with you know little declining numbers and uh, kids moving to the to the south. We all experience similar similar characteristics in our big school districts.
0: Yep, it's everybody kind of moves yeah. as those. It's weird because there's growth in the areas, mm-hmm. but reduction in some of the older school districts.
1: Absolutely. It's it's uh you know, we we have, you know, when you look at the economic impact and, and the different you know, it's different in Amarillo, what drives, you know, we're agricultural and medical and Lubbock and Permian Basin it's driven by driven by uh the oil field and that's that's a constant and and believe me, it can it can dr- it can drop, but is it gonna you know, with the change with oil, oil prices, you know, uh, it's been pretty steady the last 10 years there.
0: So all of these districts we're talking about, I imagine everybody right now is kind of keeping an eye on your friends in Wichita Falls too, because I'll let you explain what happened there. there there's three big schools for years. Well, well,
1: three, three schools in Wichita Falls that, uh, you know, very, you know, tradition rich schools. All three of them. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, uh, over the years, you know, passing bonds, not passing bonds, trying to better their facilities. Uh, Wichita Falls ISD is 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 now has going to have two schools. They're
0: closing the three old ones.
1: Closing old high Ryder, and Hershey, and
0: opening, and two, opening new two new
1: ones. Opening two new ones: Wichita Falls Legacy and Wichita Falls Memorial, and so there will have two. You know. Two new Wichita Falls schools in in the mix, you know. Uh, could that uh, we we expect those to be Division two football start. schools to start with? Uh, I've already named head coaches to both of those schools, uh, uh, but uh, some some growing pains and and uh, uh, it's the transition is not not easy. To do that, but uh, they're they're trying to upgrade their facilities and move forward.
0: And I was just at Memorial Stadium. There's some there's some work that needs to be done. Have, I'm very spoiled by Lowry Field, Pirate Stadium, and I can't remember what Tiger Stadium. It's still, Tiger Stadium to me. Those. Th- I I think I texted you one of those nights how spoiled I was by what you got, what we have here. In well, this we're
1: very thankful for what we do have, and you know. Uh, Plains Capital Park Lowry Field is a direct uh, reflection of uh, of of the bond that we passed in two thousand and ten, I mean, and we we've, we we've, we we've upgraded our facility out there, and it's been every time I go out there, I feel like it's brand new, and yep. we we yep. I appreciate everything that our school district has done to to allow us to have that facility. It's a great place to watch football, great place to play soccer. And we didn't originally play soccer there, and, and no, but uh, so we play soccer there, and it's absolutely a great place to have a track meet, which I, yep. I thoroughly enjoyed. And, and, uh, and I think, we, you know, our visitors that come, I think that we, we try to put on, uh, try to have, you know, provide great hospitality. How many
0: playoff games this year? Off the top of here, we had eight.
1: Was that I and that's, that's a low about, number.
0: There's usually uh, it's, it's pretty. If we hectic. hit
1: eight. We're pretty, doing pretty good. That's we you guys become about about it. very but popular. It's, uh, third year. This is only the third time this year that we uh, uh, hosted a semifinal since, oh, two, since who, who the thousand thirteen season. Last Thursday night, we okay. had Albany and and Sunday. That's Right. Oh, well, yeah. that was a game I almost thought yeah, about we had going a, to. Great crowd. It was a lot of fun and and uh, our. It's it's a lot of fun to be able to bring in our smaller classification schools, and they really enjoy uh, the big stadium yep. appeal. And you know, instead of Texas, we're really not that big of a stadium, but but. Uh, there, there's it's, it's something to be said um, for not
0: yeah. being too big, though. Yeah. I think you guys no, got it right. Good. Yeah. So let's go back to Wichita Falls. I mentioned there's going to be a lot of eyes on what happens there. And I mentioned this to you before we turned on. Is that something you could ever imagine envision being discussed in Lubbock
1: not sure you know uh, I think we got we'd have to bring uh, the right stakeholders and the right people to the table to discuss is that is that what's best for Lubbock ISD? I I don't I don't know. You know we're we're very similar. There's tradition tradition rich mm-hmm. schools in, okay. in Lubbock, Lubbock ISD got as much tradition football uh, wise you know, as anybody. Although we do have some history of closing the school in the in the in the past with Dunbar, uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not sure. Uh, I I'd, I'd like to. I I don't know, Randy. You know I really don't. You know how that would be received, but uh, you know I like I like the concept of our schools. I like the, every one of our schools are different. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know we you know I'd like to pursue making those schools better. You know uh, before we do something to that extreme, I, I think that's an extreme measure to try to think about that.
0: Well, I didn't believe it when I heard that was happening in yeah. Wichita Falls. I was like, what, what are you talking about? How do you do yeah. that? It's yeah.
1: I don't know. That'd be that would there'd be a lot of tough conversations to do that
0: because there's a lot of connections between Wichita yeah. Falls and Lubbock. Jim, Jim Garfield I mentioned. Yeah. Joe Clukey grew up yeah. there. Uh, Tony Wagner. I was talking yeah. to him about it, and he's Absolutely. he's still kind of in disbelief yeah. that yeah. there's going to be that much change.
1: Well, you know, as we as we continue to 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 change and 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 establish our 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 base and. Uh, average daily attendance, you know, we, we need to, we, we just need to make the present the focus and what we're doing and, and making our schools uh, the best they could be at this time.
0: We kind of already touched on this, but if you had a crystal ball in front of you, what is a, the best situation four or six years from now? Would it be all these schools in Lubbock be 5A Division two and kind of, kind of, circle the wagons as chris berman used to say
1: Oh, you know as the numbers change you know one of the with the number dropping the break between 5a d1 d2 this year dropping the way it dropped that's not common you know usually it it goes up 5 10 15 you know the cutoff two years ago was 1925 i kind of i thought the number might be at 1930 this year but with all the opt-ups that and that's the variables that we don't know each year is who's opting up and and, and those kinds of things um, but in the the big picture what's what what's, what what would be best what would be best yes for all of us to be in the same district the same conference whether it be division 1 or whether it be division 2 you know i think what would be best for us would all be in the in the, in, a, in the similar conference cutoff. I mean, does that affect Estacado? How does that affect Estacado? I'm not sure we, we – we, we won't ever get Estacado big enough to, to be in the same district with Coronado, Estaca- Coronado Lubacay, and, and Monterey. Estacado will we'll, – you know, right now to get Estacado in the 5A league, we'd have to get them above 1,300 kids. They're a long way from that number,
0: and there's no talk of opting up if they ever.
1: Uh again, you know, we'd have to wait and see where other 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 teams fall, you know, and, and what their what their enrollment looks like.
0: This is selfish. I I miss the days of Estacado and Plainview and Estacado. And oh, Bobble absolutely, and
1: yeah, some of those. You know, how many years did Estacado and Hereford play? Yeah, play each other the first game of the year. Yeah. you know, I I miss, I miss that too. But uh, one thing that uh, we do that that we do not want to do is put our, put a team in a disadvantage by by upping yes. up.
0: And from talking to your coaches, the big thing is not the Friday night game. Yeah. It's the sub varsity games yeah. where you get Correct. beat up and you get demoralized, yeah. and yeah. That, that absolutely it's a numbers a, game. You know, yeah. having
1: having the numbers and be able to compete at each level is is a tricky process.
0: That's, like i said all of this may be it may hash out when you and i are maybe con- but interested we'll still be in it, interested it'll it still be interested yeah, just we'll not
1: s- we're still going to be uh we're still going to have a stake in what happens
0: we're going to be those old guys sitting in the back of the coaches' lunching out there with coach yeah, Odom and coach hope, Dudley I'd, and
1: that would be fun
0: and to, I don't. I didn't mean to say old and disrespectful means because those are two of the two of my favorite people yeah. I've ever met while in Lubbock. So yeah.
1: no, we have a lot of great coaches. Very fortunate to to have been around a lot of our our older coaches that have retired and, and remember them when they were were coaching. And I, I appreciate appreciate that very much. And and very blessed to you know to to, to lead our, our Lubbock S D coaches and and we have a lot of great. Great guys and gals and in Lobacastee.
0: They're getting younger. I, I noticed that either it's us getting older or them getting younger or both.
1: Well, I remember when I was a young coach, I used to go to football clinics and, and wondered who are these old guys. And then the older I got, I started going to football clinics and wondering, man, there sure is a lot of young guys in this crowd. So, you I know, it's just the nature of the game.
0: On. You don't get to slow it down. So. No. You ready for basketball season?
1: Absolutely, I a mean, uh, big one tonight. Got the yes. district play and the five A girls starts tonight. Yeah,
0: Monterey's yeah. jumping right yeah. into the yeah two rivals back to back. So I yeah. did a, a podcast with a couple yeah. of girls from Lubbock Cooper, and they're yeah. excited. Yeah. You tell me if you, I know, the inner the Lubbock ISD rivals are great, but the Monterey Lubbock Cooper girls rivalry right now might be it's about a as hot as anything yeah. out here. It's,
1: it's you know any time that you can elevate the level of competition. And you get to play each other year after year after year. You know, there's a little carryover there. Yeah. And interest in that game. And it's a good one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and uh draws a big crowd, and everybody's interested. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're excited about district play getting started.
0: And I know you looked before the season, like I did, at those TABC rankings. There was, I think, five teams in Region 1 at the top of 5As, TABC rankings. So that – a regional tournament in Wichita Falls is almost as good as Man, I tell what you ya, get in San Antonio. Is,
1: it is it's amazing and you know you know, we we've talked a lot about football, but when you look at our all sports district in and pick a sport, it's very, very competitive. Yes. Very competitive with uh, with the Lubbock schools and, and the Amarillo schools. Very competitive and uh pick it, team tennis, volleyball basketball i mean it's a very competitive district and uh, you know and, and that's where you know kids got to get out and go to work
0: mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah there's no
1: meet the challenge
0: it's not like when you and i grew up where you could mm-hmm. kind of go home after the season and kick your yeah. feet up and yeah. coach wouldn't scold you that much no. coach doesn't no, have to school I mean, it's it's a it's a daily process
1: to to prepare and and get ready for the next game
0: well, and as Mike said, we talked a lot about football, and that's kind of the hot topic we'll be until February 1st. And then all those coaches like being at the at, uh, on Wall Street that day. They all start scrambling, trying to fill spots on their schedule. So we'll-, well, you
1: know, you look at social media, everybody's trying to figure it out, and they put out mock mock alignments, and our coaches are doing the very same thing to predict their schedules. And, uh Want to be prepared for February first because it's a rat race. If you've never been to the Region Service, I have been. When the districts are released, the number one goal is to fill a schedule. Yep. You know, and uh, but uh, there's we're we're not quite there yet.
0: Did John Ed Parsman leave that to you, or was he in the middle of all that?
1: You know, it was it. it, You know, back in the day with the Little Southwest Conference. there wasn't any much change. Yeah, there just really wasn't.
0: Like we talked about, though, yeah. you guys had to figure out I mean, five they, games. Yeah. Where are we going to go? Yeah,
1: but mm-hmm. with this growth, with this growth, you know, in the state of Texas, you know, we're we're changing. You know, maybe we need to realign it every year. You know, it changes so fast. Yeah. You know? right. but,
0: but or not maybe make it yeah. a four-year process, yeah. especially if you guys get stuck with El Paso schools. That's. Yeah.
1: Well, we're we're
0: addressing. Stuck. That. I don't want to say stuck. That didn't sound yeah. right. Yeah. If that if the if the alignment
1: if it goes works that out way. that if it works out that way, you know, we're we're it will not be a surprise, and uh, we'll be prepared for it.
0: And the good news is, your teams know the way to El Paso mm-hmm. because playoff wise, you're always going down there tournaments, mm-hmm. especially in the
1: the the change. If we end up with El Paso, if it's Amarillo, Lubbock, and, and El Paso in the district. We will be District One. Yes, and then that changes the playoff path. Yeah. What was you know where's District Two? You know where where do you go? You know everything's east from that point. Mm -hmm. So looking at it like that,
0: there's there's a lot of unknown, and that all there is all starts to take shape on February first. It's kind of come into view, but UIL is going to make the final decision. That's been Mike Meeks, Executive Athletic Director for LISD. I'm Randy Rosetta with Hub City Preps. That's been the LISD Lowdown.